hello and welcome back to episode 9 of Basic Brie. It is Saturday, November 26th, and I just finished watching Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life for the second time in 24 hours. Now, I spoke a little bit last week about Gilmore Girls and what the show um, meant to me and how it's like kind of taken over pop culture again because of this revival coming. And I started watching Gilmore Girls. I was probably like 13 years old. So it was well, uh, it was already well into its, into its series run. And, um, and I just kind of discovered it like, somewhere I think they were playing reruns of it um I might have actually been even a little younger because it ended in 2007 and I was already 14 at the time and I remember watching the series finale and already being caught up on it so I was probably like 10 or 11 when I discovered it and I think I came across it probably on ABC Family or or um, Soapnet that was like um, one of my favorite channels back in the day and I was like oh what's this and I and I was enthralled by it and I got all the DVDs every Christmas from then on and of of all the seasons and I wa- would watch them religiously and whenever I felt like going into Stars Hollow and there was it wasn't on TV at the time. I just popped in my DVDs and I was like taken right back into this picturesque Connecticut quirky town and these women and I loved the relationship that Lorelai and Rory had together because it was it was just like very real and it was something that you don't see because mothers and daughters don't act the way they did and I loved all the pop culture references in the show and I loved how fast they talked and I loved the dynamic between all the characters it was just like they almost like they weren't acting it was like they're the best actors on television because you almost don't believe that they're actually acting and I was just completely taken with the series and I had and I always felt that it was very underrated at the time and I mentioned this last week that I think it was because there was no social media you didn't know that this show was even out there and I almost feel like it's, it's coming back for the second time and all these people are getting to experience Gilmore Girls for the first time because the fans and that sounds so cliche people say it all the time but the fans kept it alive and the fans are the reason that Amy and uh, Amy Sherman Palladino and her husband Daniel all the creators of Gilmore Girls were able to bring it back and I think that it's such a it's a cast of people from Lauren Graham to Kelly Bishop and and Alexis Bledel who who appreciate their roles and they don't mind coming back to Stars Hollow because who wouldn't want to go back to this place and that's why we were able to get this revival and I remember it being for the past maybe like four years, it's always been something that um, was always asked of Alexis and Lauren and and the creators of 
Gilmore Girls, they were always asked, when is it going to come back? When's it going to come back? And they never completely said it was off the table. There are some shows where you know they're not going to come back, like Friends. You know that Friends is never going to come back. Like, we need to let go of that pipe dream. But there were shows, this is like, this is a show where there's still story to tell. And similar to like Full House, Full House, Fuller House came back with a whole new story in, in the same way, basically. Um, because the fans loved it and it's a bit of nostalgia. But Gilmore Girls was still so present and it, we didn't have a, t we didn't have a chance to be nostalgic for it yet because it was only, it's only been, um, well, it's been 10 years since, since it went off the air, but, and I don't think I mentioned this last week, but if you, if you don't know, Gilmore Girls ran for seven seasons and season seven, that was when it was transitioning into the CW. It was on the WB network, which was channel 11 and WB transitioned into this into the CW and I remember when that happened because there were all these shows that I loved like Gilmore Girls like Seventh Heaven and then I think like Smallville was still on at the time and you didn't know if these shows were going to make it a lot of shows were canceled a lot of shows weren't moved over to the to the to the CW but Gilmore Girls was and it was for the last season and the original creators, Amy and Daniel, weren't part of that part of that season. And so they was they were not part of it. So it's almost like it's the lost season because it wasn't the true creators of it. Um I don't think you could really tell that it was that it wasn't the same creators, but there were things like it didn't lose any of its wit or banter or anything along those lines but it didn't end the way that Amy wanted it to end Amy has said multiple times that she always envisioned Gilmore Girls ending a certain way with the famous last four words and she didn't get to do that but the way that it was that way that season seven did end I think was if it couldn't be the way Amy wanted it to end I think it ended in a good way, and I will get into the spoilers of A Year in the Life, so, but, but I'm sure this isn't really a spoiler, because it's the season 7 finale, it's 10 years old, if you're, I'm sure if you're a Gilmore Girls fan, you've seen it, and it, it ends with Luke and Lorelai getting back together, Rory is going off on the campaign trail with Barack Obama for the, for, during his first run for president, and before Rory leaves it, it ends with them at Luke's and the camera pans away from Luke's and you see the two of them in the window the way that the first episode of the series ended and, and it still to this day gives me chills. It's not one of the most heart-wrenching finales. I think that would be a good idea for a, for a podcast episode, the most gut-wrenching series finales ever. I could definitely name a few off the top of my head, but that definitely isn't one of it. It was more like it was happy. So that left the that left the series open. It was open-ended. And here we are, one day after November 25th, 2016, when Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life was released on Netflix. When I heard this news, I was so excited. I I couldn't stand it. I, I couldn't believe that it was coming back. 
and yesterday was like the greatest day ever and it was just like it was I went to sleep Thanksgiving night and I literally couldn't sleep I could not sleep I felt like it was Christmas I was like so anxious and so nervous and it was not coming out till 3 a.m pacific time uh 3 a.m eastern time 12 a.m pacific time and I I was like, oh my god, I need it. I would like get it. I kept checking from like 10 to 12. Maybe Netflix would release it early. But they had said earlier in the day on Twitter that it was going to be, re be released 12 o'clock Pacific time. So I went to sleep giddy as a freaking schoolgirl. And I couldn't wait. I didn't have any expectations. Um... I just knew I wanted to enjoy it, and and I I didn't read. I'm I'm a big reader, just like our friend Rory, and I didn't read any articles having to do with the revival because sometimes TV critics and 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 journalists, and I can say this because I'm a journalist, uh, can be a little harsh, and they kind of. They are looking at it not from like a viewer's perspective. Some some do write from a viewer's perspective because there are journalists who enjoy Gilmore Girls and they do write for these show write for these websites. But I just didn't want to go into it with any preconceived notions. I wanted to be fully surprised. So now here we are. The spoilers are coming. So if you haven't watched it yet, don't listen to the rest of it because I'm not holding back. I was so pleasantly surprised about how, not at how the revival made me feel, but how it was presented to us. It wasn't forced. It didn't feel corny. It was as natural as can possibly be. I have never watched something like a like an extension of a move of a TV show in a movie or 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 any or a revival of a TV show. It's never felt as natural as this one did. Everybody jumped right back into their characters. It was every the banter was on point. I couldn't get over how everybody flowed so beautifully together again and like the banter and the wit between Lorelai and Rory and Lorelai and Emily and Lorelai and Luke and Everything was just, it was like we've never left. It was like no time had passed. And I was so surprised at that because I was expecting it for it to feel a little corny. Like, I remember when I watched the first episode of Fuller House. It, it, I mean, that whole thing was corny, but you also have to also remember Full House was corny. But I was just expecting it to, to not be impressed with that. But it wasn't too, like, throwbacky. It, it was literally an extension just 10 years later and oh I saw from like headlines and stuff a lot of people said that like Rory's life is like very unrealistic but basically Rory is a freelance writer she's struggling she doesn't know she can't really find her way she's going back and forth between London which we don't really we don't get a true answer as to why she's going back and forth to London so much, but then we do find out that she's working on a book with, like, somebody who lives in, in England. But while she's there, she's staying at Logan's house. And I was not, I wasn't pleased when I saw that, when I saw him come into the scene, 
because I'm Team Jess and I didn't like that there was such an extension of Logan and we didn't really see Jess until um, the third episode and I just like was not pleased with it at all. But Logan is my second pick and I, I do understand the appeal of Team Logan and, and maybe we'll get into that later, Rory's relationships and they do wrap up very nicely in this series and you do kind of get more of a clear understanding of why she, of of what each boyfriend means to her. But Luke and Lorelai are living together and they have been living together for the past 10 years and obviously Richard has died because the actor Edward Herman died um I think last year and I think that that was a huge catalyst for the series coming back and you felt his presence and it was like it was very sad just seeing seeing the house and seeing the Gilmore girls without him like you felt that loss and and that was like a huge message for the show it was like he wasn't there and it kind of set all these other things for the characters in motion um so Emily is struggling with that and Lorelai is struggling with that but Lorelai's also struggling with her relationship with her mother, of course, and she's struggling with if her and Luke are really happy because they're not married. And she's struggling with the fact that Suki has been gone from the inn for two years and Michelle's getting restless and she doesn't know what to do. And and there's just a lot of finding yourself. I think all the Gilmore girls find themselves in this series. Emily finally finds happiness and learns to live without Richard and Lorelai finds happiness with her life and with Luke and Rory finds finds her place. So that's basically like the overall message for the series is that it's about finding yourself and being okay with how your life is going. And I think that that's really great because I think that's what Gilmore Girls has always been about. And now you've seen these characters move across for like almost the past 20 years. It debuted in, it debuted in 2000. So we're almost at the 20 year mark. So you've seen these characters grow. And now it's like they're growing in a different way. So they brought everybody back. They brought everybody from Kirk to Taylor to Babette to Miss Patty to Lane and Mrs. Kim and Jess was back and Dean was back and Paris and Doyle. You even had, they even brought back Francie. Do you remember Francie from their Chilton days? They were back at Chilton. They were, missed, uh, Headmaster Charleston was back. Everybody was back. And I thought that that was so great and... They did such a good job at weaving everybody in very naturally and I thought that that was super impressive because you want it to feel like a revival but you also don't want the audience to feel like it's so forced and it so wasn't forced. Um, and they brought everybody back and it was just great and I loved the way that they broke it up into the seasons because I feel like seasons were a big part of Gilmore Girls, especially the fall and winter with Lorelai and Snow, and that's how the series actually, that's how it, that's how we open, we open in winter, and Lorelai is sitting at the gazebo, and it's like a black screen, I thought this was genius, so it opens up, and it's a black screen, and you hear all these, like, famous quotes 
from Gilmore Girls throughout the seasons, like playing in the background, and they speed up and they speed up, and then it goes silent, and you hear Lorelai go, I smell snow. And then, like, snowflakes fall, and it opens up to Lorelai. And I thought that that was, it literally gave me chills. I, I couldn't, I have chills now, even, like, just repeating it. It was amazing. So, the whole, the, it was really good. The, I did have a few parts that I didn't really like. The Stars Hollow musical, I just rewatched the whole series, and I fast-forwarded through that whole thing. I thought that was completely pointless. I felt like it was just trying to fill time um so pointless and then the other part that I didn't really like but I kind of understand was Lorelai goes um after she and Luke have a big fight and she reveals that she's been going to therapy alone and Luke reveals that Emily took him to see diner properties to expand the empire because Richard left um Richard left Luke money in in his will to start a franchise for the diner, so they they were caught in a bunch of in a bunch of lies, and then Lorelai kind of says that she's going away. She's going to do Wild, and Wild is that book turned movie by Reese Witherspoon where she like goes and finds herself in the middle of the wilderness. Now that's so very not Lorelai Gilmore, and they address it in the show, and I'm really glad they did. Um, because it felt very unnatural, but then once you see her in doing her wild, it makes total sense. She's in the hotel room, she's watching TV, she's eating, she can't get everything in her backpack, she's a typical Gilmore mess, and it just so happens that she forgets her permit, and she doesn't even end up going on the wild journey, but she does stumble across like an open field and has that moment of clarity and calls Emily and they have this like really great moment where Lorelai tells Emily like her favorite memory with Richard and it's just like a great moment then everything's all good with Lorelai and then we get to Rory and Rory's like I said had some trouble she was in between writing jobs and she's trying to find like where she fits in the journalist world. Um, she's sleeping with Logan, who is engaged to some French heiress, and like it's just this whole mess. And then finally, Rory cuts Logan loose. She's back, she's back in Stars Hollow. She's writing for the she becomes the editor of the Stars Hollow Gazette. And then Jess comes back and Jess gives her this great idea that she should write a book about her life, about Lorelai and their life together and their relationship. And it just makes you think that, and, and Rory loves the idea and Rory takes hold of this idea and runs with it and Lorelai doesn't agree with it because she doesn't want Rory to write about her side of it because she is like embarrassed and doesn't want it to be too invasive and doesn't want people to know all of like her dirty secrets and obviously they have a fight and it is what it is but Rory does end up writing the book and she goes to her grandmother's house because now Emily and like Emily is in Nantucket at a house staying there so the the Hartford house is empty and she goes into the house and it's dark and it's quiet 
and you once once again you hear all these quotes and it's basically just like Rory's life in that house with her grandparents and going back to the life that her mother ran away from and she goes into Richard's study and she writes the first three chapters of this book and it's like a very emotional scene or I'm even getting choked up just like thinking about it it's very emotional and she presents the book to her mother and it's the first three chapters and the camera zooms in on the title page and it's called the Gilmore Girls and I'm literally like tearing up thinking about it now and it's like this beautiful moment where it's like this this is what this is what's been leading up to this and it's like Rory's supposed to write about her life her unique life her unique town and her unique relationships and her mother and her grandparents and the whole thing and you realize that she's writing the series basically and I love when shows do this I don't know why but I love when shows do this and I know I've definitely seen a few shows where this happens and the first well, the only one I can think of is One Tree Hill where um, uh, Lucas writes his book and it's about like their high school experience and then Julian comes in and later creates the TV show. I love when TV shows and movies do that. But it was just like so great to see Rory write the Gilmore Girls. And Jess is the one who gave her the idea and I think that it goes to show you that Jess is... Rory Gilmore doesn't need to be saved, but she's had these three significant relationships. Dean was her first boyfriend, and she she addresses this. She tells him when she sees him, um, you, you made me realize what it felt like to be safe. Actually, that's not the exact quote. What's the exact quote? Let me read it. You taught me what safe feels like, is what she says to him, and it's true. He was the perfect first boyfriend. Then Jess was her bad boy, but Jess and her were linked on like an emotional level with their books and their writing and, and she wanted to save him, but she couldn't. And, and that's what happened. But he was, he was the bad boy. He was her, that was her stage and they were apart more than they were together, but they both left a very lasting impression. And you realize this when he comes back to her in the series when he writes his book and he tells her that she needs to go back to Yale. That's the first time you see Jess kind of save Rory. Even though Rory doesn't need saving, but you know what I mean. And then you have Logan, and Logan comes from the world that she was supposed to be in, but, but wasn't. And he was everything her mother ran away from. But he also saves her in some sort of way because... He kind of opens, he, he also is the bad boy, but in a different way. Um, he's the reason that she stole that yacht, and she's the re he's the reason that she left Yale, and, she, and he's the reason that she lost her way for a bit, but Logan taught her something as well. And you, and you see this come together throughout the series, and, and it's just, like, really nice. But I thought it was also really, it was telling why Jess was the one who told her to write the book and gave her the idea for the book. That means a lot more deep down in the minds of Amy and Daniel, the creators of the show. And if you're like a hardcore Gilmore Girls junkie, you know that too. And you knew that from watching the entire series and from watching this revival.
but Dean isn't really in this because Dean's Dean's not Dean's not relevant anymore. Dean was never going to be hers again after Jess, even though they tried. But you find out that Dean is married and he has four kids and and that's when she tells him about the book and what she's going to write and says you made me know what face safe feels like. But then everything comes crashing down. Luke and Lorelai get married. Um, in a great scene, I think it was like, it had to be inspired by Alice in Wonderland. That's like the first thing I thought of, but it was like a beautiful fairy tale fascination like scene. And it was amazing. Um, and they got married in the middle of the night with nobody around. It was great. And then we come to the final scene and we know that the last four words are coming. And I, I thought maybe it was a marriage proposal from Jess to Rory that was the only thing that I had brainstormed but I never guessed that this was it Rory and Lorelai are sitting in the gazebo after the wedding and Rory's like staring off into the distance and then she Lorelai says what's going on in that head of yours and Rory turns to her and goes mom and Lorelai says what and she says I'm pregnant and the screen goes black I screamed. My mom, who who was watching with me, was livid. I texted all my friends who were watching the revival, and I was like, oh my god, what is this? And me and my good friend Marissa, who is also like an avid watcher and has been an avid watcher and kind of gets all the messages and stuff, made a great point, and I cannot take credit for this. She says... Rory, it, it has come full circle. And that is what is said a lot in the series. Life has come full circle. Tra getting Trailing back a little bit, uh, Lorelai asks Emily for a loan. And Emily says, so you need money. And Lorelai explains herself. And, Laura, and then Emily says, so you need money. And like, it was that quick, quick banter, but the same exact lines that Emily said when Lorelai asked for Chilton tuition money but and Emily says on one condition you and Luke come visit me in Nantucket she was asking for money to expand the dragonfly in so and and Lorelai says it life comes full circle and this is that full circle Rory is pregnant Rory is feeling Rory's Rory is not 16 but Rory is feeling lost and Rory is the age that Lorelai was when we meet the Gilmore girls and so my friend Marissa says Rory, Logan is Rory's Christopher, Dean is Rory's Max, and hopefully Jess is Rory's Luke. And she is now pregnant, which what we can assume is Logan's baby. And you, before, before we find out, before this last wedding scene, Rory goes to see Christopher and and before that and I caught it this time Rory Rory's in her room and she gets a call and she says okay thank you and it kind of almost looks like she lost her job or didn't get a writing assignment or something like that and then we cut to she's at Christopher's and she's at Christopher's office and they're talking and she asks him what 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 was it like how did you feel when mom raised me alone and you kind of don't, you think that she's asking because of the book, but then you later find out that that was the doctor 
probably calling to tell her she was pregnant and she wanted to know from Christopher how it felt being left out of his daughter's life because she's probably going to leave Logan out because he's getting married. And you see the similarities between uh, Logan and Christopher. And there was an article, I think, on Bustle or Elite Daily this past week how Christopher and Rory are the same. They come from the same worlds. They still, even though Logan obeys his parents and doesn't go completely against them the way Christopher did, they still have that rebellious feel to them. And it was just, like, mind-blowing to know that this was how the series was always supposed to end from, like, the first episode. Whether all that hidden messaging was involved, this is the way the creators meant for it to happen. For life to come full circle. For Gilmore Girls to come full circle. And my, my mind is completely blown. The next question is, will we get another revival? Like, we need a revival from the revival. You can't just leave us like that. Do I think that they will? I think that they will because I think they appreciate, I think there's a whole other story to tell. I don't think it's fair to leave us that way wondering. I don't think that they will wait another 10 years. I think maybe they'll do a season two. Maybe, maybe one, maybe one episode, maybe two episodes, maybe it doesn't have to be four, but we need something else. You cannot leave me like that. I need to know what happens. Maybe they won't ever put the line in the sand and maybe we'll never get the complete story, but we need something. And that is, I thought that, I thought there were in all but words, the revival was amazing. It was the perfect extension of the series. They nailed everything on the head. Um, not every question was answered, but not every question needs to be answered. And the characters are still our, the, our favorite characters. Stars Hollow is still the best town. It's still quirky. It hasn't lost its edge. It's just as great as the pilot and seasons one, two, and three, which I think are the best seasons. It was everything a Gilmore Girls fan could have asked for. And I'm so pleased with it. And I feel like I can watch the whole series and then play those episodes and it'll feel like no time has passed because that's how I felt watching it. And there was beautiful throwbacks mingled in and beautiful tributes to characters and, and moments in Gilmore Girls history. And I thought it was incredible. Now, that being said, there were some, they were definitely like my top moments. Um, I thought that the tribute to the Life and Death Brigade was incredible I I always feel like I miss those episodes like the you jump I jack episode I feel like I never get to watch that one but the tribute to the life and death brigade with Colin and Finn and Logan and Rory it was like incredible it was very theatrical but it was so good um Paris's entrance was phenomenal um, and Paris has not lost her touch in the slightest bit. Going back to Chilton was really good. Um, I thought they did that, they handled that really well. And just everything having to do with Richard was, was beautiful. And it was just great. 
And this revival was everything I could have asked for, and I beg of Amy Sherman Palladino and Daniel Palladino and all the Gilmore Girls people, please give us another season. Please give us four more episodes. Tie up some loose ends. And with Rory giving birth, I need to know how my girls end up. Gilmore Girls will forever be my favorite show. And I rambled on like a true Gilmore for the past half hour, but I hope you enjoyed the revival just as much as I did. Next week, we'll go back to regular scheduled programming with more fun things, but till then, oi with the poodles already.